There are these three little words at the end of every great sales pitch. Results may vary. Well, why is that? What is it about success that we have to claim that you're probably not going to achieve the same success that we got? What if we did? What if everybody did? Today on the show, we look at one of the best terms of service that I've ever read, and we look at my influence growth in November. Spoiler alert, the influence was up and the income was down, which is sad. So to find out how much, make sure you stick around to the end of the episode. Hey, I'm your host, Cody Birch, and this is the Cody Builds a Business podcast, your unfiltered front row seat to watching me build a seven-figure online business from scratch or die trying. Let's get started. Do you ever read the fine print at the bottom of an advertisement or at the end of a commercial? Sometimes when somebody is advertising or selling a product that might help you lose weight or get in better shape or make more money, they always have to say the same thing at the very end. They have to say something like that these results aren't typical, that the transformation that we just talked about, the story we just told, the case study we just shared with you isn't probably how it's going to go. And I remember when I lost a bunch of weight in 2015, I went from about 242 pounds down to 192 pounds, which I've talked about on previous episodes. I was doing a fitness competition and the 192 was severely unhealthy, dehydrated, ready to do a uh, kind of a fitness show or whatever. Uh, I started to get asked by a lot of people, hey, how'd you do that? I People thought I photoshopped these images because the transformation pictures were so crazy. The before and after pictures were so crazy. And as part of that, I entered a contest at our gym. There was a transformation contest to see who could transform their body basically in a body fat percentage over a 90-day period, right? And I was a national finalist in that too. So I didn't talk about it a whole lot. I didn't really want to post a bunch of shirtless photos on Facebook and Instagram and it just wasn't aligned with me and I would still would never do that. And so what, the, what happened is people didn't really see me in person over a 90-day period and I lost a ton of weight and I entered a fitness show and all that stuff. So a lot of people were like, hey, how'd you do that? What happened? Don't you have three kids? Don't you have this job? How did you transform your body like that? So I put together a website called howtobeafitdad.com and I put that out there into the world. It's kind of funny. It's still up if you want to go check it out. Um, and there's like a countdown clock that expired, I think in 2015, but you can at least read the story of how that happened. And my point is I started to run some advertising to that page to get people to opt in for an ebook and some resources and stuff that I had made about fitness, mainly through the angle of how to do it when you're a dad and you're battling, um, mac and cheese and chicken nuggets and stuff like that with your kids. How do you eat really healthy? So all that to say, I got slapped by Facebook when I was running ads for that stuff. They, you just couldn't talk about transformation. You couldn't show a before and after photo that was it totally happened. And I was at first, I was kind of offended. I guess I still kind of am because I walked through that. I don't care if the results weren't normal. I did it day to day, calorie by calorie, week by week, month by month to lose that amount of weight. I didn't Photoshop it. I didn't fake the pictures. I actually did get the results. And I was thinking, well, it's not my fault if people can't get those results that I got. That's on them. So these things actually happen to me, right? So it, I, I've always been fascinated by this concept. As I've been interviewing a lot of people on the podcast the last couple of weeks, I'll be dropping those interviews most likely on Sundays. They're a little bit longer format than the main format of the show. But I like to talk to people about how they got the results that they got because 
I'm not talking to people who failed. Let me back up. Obviously, we've all had failures in business. What I mean is I'm not talking to people who are unemployed or unemployable or living under a bridge saying, hey, how'd you get here? It's kind of interesting. I'm finding all these people that have had these great successes in different types of business and love to ask them what it was like when they got started and how they got into the spot that they're in right now. And I'm finding commonalities in there. And so to me, when I meet, if I interviewed 100 people that are really successful, those results do seem typical. And if you can't get those kinds of results, then I don't know. Like I'm not even sure how to how to navigate the thought there. I've just always been fascinated by high performance, high performers, people that get crazy results, and uh, always love to discover that and peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak, with people I interview, saying, "How'd you get here? Like what you're doing, I guess, isn't normal in that." Lots of people write fitness blogs, but you have one of the top fitness blogs ever. Lots of people launch e-commerce brands for jewelry and they all end up bankrupt or not selling anything. How did you sell so many? Or lots of people become chiropractors, but how did you grow the largest chiropractic practice in the history of the nation? Like, how'd that happen? And trying to tease out those those things. But uh, all right, enough of a uh, kind of a rant there about results not typical. But I noticed something. So there's a guy, Frank Kern, that I love. And uh, he's a great marketer, really smart guy, nice guy. Uh, I've never met him in person, I don't think. But I always try to go hear him speak. And he's just been around for a long time. He's um, one of the godfathers of online marketing. And I clicked on a link this week of an email that he sent that I loved how he phrased it. And I don't have the email pulled up, so I'm not going to try to remember it. But I thought, this is good. I wonder what Frank is up to now. And I clicked the link and went to a web page. And there was a headline and there was a video that was going to autoplay. And I don't know how long the video was because I didn't watch it. But at the bottom, in not super small fine print, like pretty easy to see fine print, he had his terms of service. And he said the same thing. Basically, he had a more interesting way to talk about the results that he's gotten not being the normal results that people get. So here's what it said. Please don't interpret any of this presentation as some sort of promise or implication of your future earnings. My results aren't even remotely typical. I've been at this for 17 years and naturally have a bit of an advantage as a result. The average person who buys any business building course or something similar rarely gets any results at all. Kind of like how the average person who buys home exercise equipment rarely ends up looking like the person in the commercials. I don't know why that is, but I think it's safe to say it's true across the board. And then in all caps, he says, this stuff is all hard and it takes work and risk. And that's it. So he could have said, results not typical. Your results may vary. So blah, 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 blah. Like a bunch of fine print and like four point font. And he just owns it. And he says very, and he's huge in um, compliance. And so I'm sure that went by his compliance attorney and they might've had a chuckle as, as they wrote it out. But he's saying, this isn't likely, whatever I'm talking about, isn't probably going to happen for you. I've got an advantage. And most people who do stuff like this typically don't make any money. So what do we do about this? Well, number one, we have to have terms of service in our on our websites. And so that's an interesting way to take a look at it. Listen back to it a few times if you want to mimic what Frank has done. Uh, number two, I wonder what it is about people who do get these results. Like Frank doesn't hang around with people who don't make those results typical. And I guess that's true with anything. When I wrote the fitness stuff and when I wrote the one-hour funnel book, the overwhelming majority of people who downloaded the book, which is now about close to a thousand people have downloaded that book. I don't know how many people are making a ton of money with it, but I put the roadmap in there. It's how to do it. It's how I do it. It's how me and my clients have made hundreds of thousands, in some cases, millions of dollars with funnels, just like the ones I talk in the book with the same strategies talked about in the book. But the results aren't typical. Like I I guess those people are anomalies and statistically, it's not going to happen for people there. So I'll be bringing you more stories of people who have gotten lots of great results and who have made those results more typical in their life and business. 
And uh, I'm excited to share those with you via the Sunday conversations that we've had with those people. So that's it for today. If you want to hear what the November influence and income uh, looked like, how my influence grew, uh, feel free to stay tuned to that right after the break. I will talk about what that looked like in November. It was a bit of a dip in the month of November compared to the month of October. And uh, I'll give you my thoughts on that up next. When it comes to tracking my influence across all the platforms, I'm going to tell you where I came from. If this is your first uh, episode like this, hearing this, I have been tracking month over month how much my influence has been growing on the major social platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, I don't have a YouTube presence. And then I track my sales, my ad spend, my podcast plays and downloads and my email list. And I just kind of track because in April of 2018, it was zeros across the board, literally zeros except ad spend where I spent about 500 bucks on ads and made no sales and nothing really happened. And I got 42 people to sign up for my list. So about $10 a name in uh, April. So not very good. But now it's been growing a little bit uh, over time. But I here's my commitment to you. I'll do this once a month for at least 12 months. So I'll do it for at least four more months. I think the podcast started in April. And then I might change it up a bit because I'm finding, I'm having a lot of kind of come to Jesus moments around this, realizing that I'm making more sales and having much more joy by not focusing on the platform growth. For some reason, my Instagram following, it went from 328 up to 350, 340. And then it was like the next day it was 340. I was like, I wonder why that is. I checked today before I hit record and it's like 330. Now, I don't know why that is. And I would like to live in a world where I don't have to care about my influence uh, on Instagram growing. I can't track any sales directly back to uh, back to Instagram. Now it's maybe a good branding play where people don't forget about me. Um, but I'm realizing that obsessing over any of these numbers, how many people are fans of me on Facebook or follow me on Facebook or part of my Facebook group, unless I can track that directly back to revenue, I'm not going to worry about it as much, but, uh, all that to say, I'm going to unveil what happened in the month of November. And I'll go quickly from some of these cause they didn't really change a whole lot, but my Cody Birch digital fan page grew by two people from 183 to 185. My one hour funnel fans, 106 to 109. I ran a bunch of ads in November. So it's a little interesting that more likes didn't come in. Sometimes likes come in just kind of, um, it's a byproduct of running a lot of advertising. People just kind of like the page or they like the post. So I was a little surprised to see very menial growth there. And then the 59ers, my paid Facebook group grew by one. My one-hour funnel group dropped by one. So somebody's like, I'm out of here. And they're not even in the group anymore, which is okay. And then my personal Facebook friends grew by 30. Now friends, right? So air quotes. My connections on Facebook grew by 30. And then my Instagram subscribers grew by 20. But like I said, they're back down quite a bit. My sales went from $8,136 in October down to $5,179 in November. Not quite sure why that is other than I had one kind of big one-hour funnel project that was invoiced and paid in October that I did not have. There was not a new funnel like that in uh, December. So, so far, if you're tracking at home, I have spent about $3,000 on Facebook ads, including $778.12 last month and uh, have made 34585 bucks. So in my quest to bring you to a million-dollar online business from scratch, it was $0 in April, 0 in May, 0 in June, and then 4600 bucks. We were on the board, and it's been about that so far. What's the average? Click over here. Sum is $34,000. Average is $3,800. So right now, that side hustle of the one-hour funnel business is making... $4,000 a month just under that. And I've spent on average, there were several months of zero ad spend. I've spent 
338 bucks a month on ads. So what's kind of cool is if we can track the earnings directly back to the Facebook ad spend, it has been over 10 to 1 growth. Spent 3000 made 34000 if that makes sense. So not quite on track for a million dollars in 2018. We'll see what 2019 uh, holds for us. The podcast has grown a bunch. As of today that I'm recording this, we have just crossed over the 9,000 total downloads mark, charging towards 10,000 downloads. And then every month, new people come on and these new interviews and new things I'm going to be doing soon. Hopefully, we'll grow the podcast as well. It's my favorite thing that I do. And then my email list, which I do think that's worth tracking. Uh, that went from 548 people to 744 people. And now it's about 800 uh, at the time of this recording. So about a 1,000 person email list. Uh, that's grown primarily through me giving away the book and for me offering free consultation calls for people that can get those booked in. Those get automatically added to my email uh, autoresponder list there. So I'll keep reporting on this. I'm not, I have nothing to hide. It's like I said, unfiltered front row seat to watching me do this. And that's what it, that's what it is. The numbers aren't great. I wish they were higher. And that would be antithetical to my promise to you to bring you the actual numbers there. So thank you for listening to this episode. And I've got a bunch, we are so close to a hundred episodes. And so I want to tell you a couple things that are going to be happening soon. I'm investing in more professional production. You might've noticed if you go back to episode one, two, three, four, five, that the last few episodes sound great. I've upgraded a lot of the equipment. And so the sound is a lot better. I'm also going to be getting a more professional introduction. I've been using stock music, just free stock music that I found through podcasting apps and things like that. And so I found uh, I'm working on the intro this week. And so probably around episode 100, which is just two episodes away, uh, we will be talking about that. So um, make sure you check out the last couple episodes. Last week, I dropped some really cool ones. Wednesday was an interview with my wife, Christy, about running our companies and what that's like. And then uh, last Friday was around a gift giving guide for entrepreneurs. And the gifts are all around 100 bucks. So make sure you check those out as well. Yay!